Have you ever been in a position where it's just been hard to hear? We're going to talk today about plugged ears or just the ability of having some, some hardness to the hearing. But I want you to think first about you know, your own self there. Has there ever been maybe a, a problem where you weren't able to hear as well as you were hoping or as well as you used to be able to? I know some people that have this, uh, uh, what's called tinnitus, where they, they have like that ringing in their ears that constantly happens, and so it's kind of hard for them, a little bit of a strain in their hearing there. Uh, there are other times when maybe maybe there's a little bit of wax buildup or something going on in your ear there that makes it hard to hear as well. There's those those funny things of, you know, I need to go clean out your ears or something like that so you can hear better. And there's some truth to that. But there are other times when maybe maybe it's not so much of a medical thing as it is as much as uh, of you putting your fingers in your ear so that you can't hear anything. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear, right? Well, hopefully, this is not what we're doing when it comes to hearing God's voice. So we've been working on this passage in John 10, 27. My sheep know my voice. We have this communication. God and, 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 and us, we have this communication. And then it goes on to say that they, they listen and they obey Right? They, they follow the direction that I'm giving. In fact, let's go over to John 27 and, and see again. We, it's been a while since we actually read that verse uh, the way that it, it's actually it's stated. So let's go ahead and go. John 27, if you follow with me there. And it says, where is it here? Ah, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them. That's that conversation. I know them and they follow me. I want us to look at ourselves today and really determine, are we listening to what God is saying? Are we actually following what God is saying? And in order to do that, I want us to look at what are some of the things that detract us in our listening. Um, so I want us to, to I, got, I got five different reasons here that I have found or that I know I've experienced as to why God might not be listening or answering, or maybe I should say, why I'm not hearing. All right, now, if you remember, we talked uh, in one of our previous ones here, we talked about how there is this, this, this word listen. If you shuffle the letters a little bit, we have the word silent, right? It's the exact same letters. Change them around a little bit. We have silent. And I think one of the biggest problems is that we are not being silent, Right? One of the reasons why we can't hear God's voice is not so much that we, that, that, that we have hearing problems as much as sometimes we have a talking problem. We are just not quiet. Right? So if we're going to hear God's voice, we have to understand that with any part of communication, it takes, it, it, it's a two-way route there. Not only do we speak, but there are times when we have to shut up. And we have to listen to what that other person is saying, right? If I go into my prayer time with God and it's all bam, 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 God, I want this, 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 and this. I'm basically just treating God as if he's Santa Claus. I might as well sit on his lap, have a good time, tell him everything I want, and, you know, go get some hot chocolate when I'm done. I didn't give him a chance to talk to me, right? So hopefully we're not treating God like that. The problem is 
that a lot of times it's exactly how we treat God. We we basically look at him as a Santa Claus. He's got to do all these things for us. And, you know, when we pray, you know, we, we have that belief. We, we claim those name it, claim it scriptures. Oh, well, God says I can have this, so I'm going to believe I can have this. And why don't I have this yet? And and, and that, you know, we got to get to a point where we understand that, first of all, God is not a bank teller, right? He's not an ATM machine. He's not a Santa Claus there's a communication that comes in that. Now, the Bible does say in Psalm, uh, I think it's 37.4, that God will give us the desires of our heart, but there's more to that as well, right? There's, a, there's this whole living right. There's this whole having, uh, having a relationship with him and making sure that our heart matches with the desires that he wants to give us. But going back, there's in that communication, there's that time when we have to Stop talking and listen. Whether you're in marriage, you're in friendships, between you and your boss, whatever it might be, there's going to be time for you to talk, but there's also going to be time for you to shh, listen. So maybe one of the main reasons that we aren't hearing God's voice is because we're not being quiet enough to listen. I'm just going to throw that out there for you. But I think there's more to it. There are other things that can really hinder. One of those things is pride. I want you to look with me here at Hebrews 3.15. So it says here, Remember what it says. Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Now in this, in this passage here, um, this is quoting Psalm 95, 7 and 8, we can go there if we want. But here's what I want you to understand this piece here, is sometimes that we don't hear God's voice because we harden our heart. Again, it says, remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled. Don't harden your heart. There can be instances, problems that happen, things that turn us off, and, and we find that we are hardening our hearts, that, that, that we, you know, maybe it doesn't go our way. Maybe God doesn't do what we want him to do. Maybe, maybe for whatever reason, there's some kind of a problem, and instead of, of listening and, and, and opening ourselves up still, we, we harden, we kind of close off. It's our pride. Ah, well, God didn't give me what I wanted, and, and I'm, I'm a little upset about that, and I deserved that, and, and now I got this problem. I'm, I'm hardening my heart to where now if God speaks again, I can't hear anything because I've chosen to harden my heart. It can be a big thing. If we want God to speak to us, if we want God to minister to us, if we want God to, to tell us these things and we have a hardened heart, we're not going to receive anything. I mean, think about that even in just your own relationships with your kids, with your family, with your friends. If, if, if they do something and you are offended by it, you harden your heart, you don't, you don't hear anything else that they say because you're so stewing in, in your upsetness. You're so stewing in that pride, that selfishness, all those pieces there that didn't match up with what you wanted it to be. And so now you've turned yourself off. You've turned your back on them. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Don't harden your heart. Because you will not hear God's voice if you harden your heart. That's just one little piece, though. Go with me just a little, a little bit over there to James chapter 1. 
You want to look at verse 6 and 7 on this one here. So James chapter 1, 6 and 7. Let's start in verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So another reason that we can sometimes not hear God's voice is because of doubt. That, that double-mindedness. We, we, and I've been there before. God, is that really you? Mm, I don't know, God. God, was that you? All right, I must not have been God. Right? We, we have these, these moments where we, God does speak, and yet we doubt. Was that really God? I don't know. Like we're, like we're college professors all of a sudden. Well, if God really spoke, he would have said it like this. So it must not have been God because I didn't hear it like this. We are doubting what God is trying to say. We are doubting the fact that God speaks because he didn't speak the way that we thought he was going to speak. We have a whole, a whole story about that in 1 Kings chapter 19. One of my favorite stories. Jump over there with me and see again how you can see that uh, that. Elijah expected to hear it a certain way, right? And then it didn't happen the way he expected. Go again, that's um, 1 Kings 19. And I just want to say, as I'm turning here, I am a history nerd, so I love, my favorite books in the Bible are First and Second Kings. All right, so here we are, 1 Kings 19. And we're going to start over here in verse... Uh, we'll start in verse 8. So he got up and ate and drank. This is talking about Elijah. And the food uh, and the food gave to him... A, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> so he got up and ate and drank. And the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And there he came to a cave where he spent the nights. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Now, this is after, uh, after basically he gets a death threat saying, hey, I'm going to take you down because you have you know, you've, you've made the rain stop, and you killed all the prophets of Baal and things like that. So, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty wind storm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And it goes on with what the voice said to him. But here's the thing, is sometimes in this doubt, we also expect, we have an expectancy that God is going to speak a certain way. And he doesn't have to do that. Since when did God have to start obeying our laws and our rules? We're supposed to be obeying his, right? So he doesn't have to speak the way that you want him to speak. But we have to make sure that we are listening because he will speak. 
All right, so, so here's the thing again. Elijah's out there. There's the wind. There's the earthquake. There's the, the, what was it, the fire. And Elijah's expecting to hear in one of these ways, and none of it. It was that still, small voice. Sometimes, I'm just going to throw this out there. Sometimes, we're not listening for that still, small voice because we expect it to come the way that we expect it to come. Or God's always spoken to me this way in the past, so if he doesn't speak to me again this way, it's not God. But we kind of set ourselves up in that doubt realm there by saying that, no, it has to be this way or no way. So hopefully we don't have our fingers and our ears plugging up the fact of not hearing God speak simply because of doubt or because we're expecting it to be a certain way when it's not going to happen that way. Now, we've talked about pride, we've talked about doubt, even just the ways in which we think we're going to hear God. But sometimes, and most of the time, most of the time we find that it's sin. Everything that we're talking about here is something to do with sin. Pride is a sin. Um, doing it my way, right? Apathy is also a sin if we actually are not choosing to listen, if we're just doing all the talking. It's, it's apathy. It's still a sin. Um, maybe, maybe we are a lost person. Maybe we have, don't have a relationship with God, therefore we don't hear him speaking. And that's something that we can take care of. It's simply just a matter of, of as it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if we believe with our, in our hearts that, God, it, it, that Jesus is Lord and we confess him with our mouth, that's, what, that's, that's the Romans road. That's the way to becoming a follower of Christ. We have to believe that God, that God, that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the Messiah. We have to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And we come into the fellowship. It's as easy as that. But there's still that problem with sin. Because sin can really block what God wants to do how God wants to speak to us. It can, it can be those fingers in the ears. So Matthew 27, we'll go over to Matthew 27. I'm going to read verse 46. You didn't know you were going to get a Bible workout today, huh? All right, Matthew 27, verse 46. We'll start at verse 45. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, I'll probably say that wrong, so I'll just go to the translation part, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Now, this is a direct quote from something that we read in Psalm 22, 1, right? So here's the thing. God is, Jesus is on the cross and he's talking about, why have you forsaken me? Why is it that, that God, you have kind of turned your back on me? Well, if we look at what's going on here, Jesus has just taken the sin of all the people on himself. And there can't be this coexistence of, of, of sin and righteousness. It has to be one or the other. We've talked about this before. Maybe we'll talk about this when we get together on Friday. We'll talk about what does that verse actually mean in Revelation when it talks about, about be hot or cold, right? That lukewarm thing. We'll talk about that then. But, but for right now, we have to understand that there cannot be this coexistence of, of living right and living wrong. 
we talked a little bit about this last time as well. And so, really, what, what are we looking at here? Well, Jesus, again, took all that sin. And with that sin, it caused God, in this moment, to forsake him. So, if, if Jesus is being forsaken by his own Father, Father God, because of the sin that's on him, would it not make sense to us that when we are living in sin... Regardless of what color it is, whether it's a little white lie or a little black lie, whatever one, right? Regardless of the color, if it's sin, it causes there to be this gap between us and God. We saw the same thing when we were looking at, uh, when, we, when we read Genesis. We see how that little, that little sin of taking the apple and taking a bite caused that, that gap between what Adam and Eve could have had that God wanted to bless them with and what God was able to do. And it wasn't until Jesus came that that gap was even merged. So, would it not be safe to say that our sin prevents us from hearing God's voice? Go with me to Psalm 66. We'll be in Psalm 66, verse 18. says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Sin, in this case, David is saying, if I had not confessed, if I had not asked God to forgive me of my sin, God would have not heard me. But again, communication goes two ways, right? So not only would God not have heard David, but David would not have heard God. It's the sin that, in essence, puts the fingers in the ears that prevents us from listening, but it also prevents God from listening. God, again, he cannot coexist in, in right and wrong at the same time. He's looking for one or the other, right? Well, he's looking for, for right, to be honest with you. But if we have this, this, double, this double life, this I'm, a, I'm dabbling with sin over here, but I'm living right over here. I'm going to church every now and then, but uh, when church is not in, I'm you know, going and doing this. God can't exist in that. So how, how are we going to hear him when we are living in sin? And how is he going to hear us if we are living in sin? David tells us exactly the truth right here, that there can't be that coexistence. God cannot hear us, nor can we hear him if there is sin in the camp. That's the same reason why Jesus had his back turned on him by the Father, because of all that sin. There cannot be that coexistence. But what we are trying to do, so many of us and so often, is we're trying to live in that life where we, we can party on Saturday, but go to church on Sunday. And then party again on Saturday and go to church on Sunday. And it's this, this routine, and we wonder why we're not getting anywhere in our spiritual life. It's because we continue to dabble back and forth. We haven't made up our mind You've got to choose, as it says in Joshua 24, 15, choose you this day who you will serve. And he says boldly, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What about you? 
Where, where are you at? Are you going to, to proclaim boldly, we will serve the Lord, I will serve the Lord, or are you one of those ones that, again, you're kind of on the fence about it all, you're kind of going back and forth, with, don't really know, haven't really made that commitment yet. Yes, I accepted Jesus into my heart because it was fire insurance. I didn't want to go to hell, but it was nothing more than that. I just was looking for this 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 way out of not of not of not going to hell. But I really didn't change my ways. I'm still doing all this, knowing that I can be saved. We had a little verse about that in Romans uh, Romans six, where it says, "Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace?" By no means. So just because we have the ability to be forgiven doesn't mean that we should jump in the sin and have a good time knowing that we can just say, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry, and then go back to doing it again later on. That's not how it works. We're supposed to make the decision. Are you going to live for God or are you going to live against his ways? Are you going to choose to live right and listen to him and obey him? Or are you going to be, like we talked about, not the sheep but the goat who just kind of uh, well, you know, at least I'm I'm kept in the pen, but I'm going to escape and I'm going to do my own thing whenever I want. I'm, I'm just not going to live all the way for God there. Because I've been there, I know it's not worth it. I'll tell you, there is, a, there is a sweet difference in giving everything over to God as opposed to just a couple things, just a couple days you know how many times I went to church feeling guilty because I knew that I had done all the other stuff throughout the week and now here I'm supposed to be holy and righteous and, and I'm supposed to look the part and inside I'm a, a tormented mess because of my sin. And then I have the condemnation from the enemy, not the conviction, the condemnation. There's a difference. You want to know what the difference is? Condemnation is when... Is, is, is when we kick our own butts. And conviction is when the Holy Spirit kicks our butt. All right, that's going to be my definition there. Con condemnation is when I'm repeating and I'm hearing the enemy and he's, he's tormenting me and I'm tormenting myself about all the things that I've done wrong. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible this. I'm a terrible that. I'm a terrible this. Ah. And conviction is when the Holy Spirit says, Damn. You know there's a better way to live. You know you're not supposed to be doing that. Call out to God. Ask Him for, for repentance. And then, and then call out to Him and ask Him for strength to move past this next time. To, to, to say no the next time that temptation comes. There's a difference. There's a difference in how the voice speaks. One is self-berating. And the other one is God with his Holy Spirit, just saying, you're, you're meant for more. Remember, God's got a plan for you. God's got a future. And where you're walking right now, that's not it. Call out for strength. Call out for help. So sin really gets in the way of what God wants to do. Sin gets in the way of what God wants to speak. And so we have these, these moments of plugged ears. We talked about maybe you're, maybe you're lost. We talked about maybe you have pride, apathy, sin. It all comes down to sin. We've got to confess the sin 
We've got to make that choice to turn away from the sin, to leave it behind, so that we can hear God's voice and God can hear ours when we pray. We have to stop living this double life where we think it's okay to live this way a couple days and to live this way a couple days and to have that, that, uh, that, that thought that we can coexist in both worlds when God is saying, no, 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 one or the other, one or the other. So which one is it going to be for you? Which, which way are you going to go today? Are you going to take the, 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 the fingers out of the ears? Are you going to confess God, I am sorry that I've been walking this double line. God, I'm sorry that I have doubted your voice. God, I'm sorry that I have had pride. God, I'm sorry that I have just not listened. That's all he's asking for. He's asking for us to, 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 to lay it out there and to repent, to, to not only confess it, but to turn from it and not let that be the characteristic that we leave behind again. So what are you going to do? Are you going to start listening? Because as we read, my sheep know my voice. I hear them. And they obey. They follow. If we are really going to follow God, then we've really got to work on our listening. We've got to take those, those fingers out of the ears. Let God speak to us so that we can hear and we can move forward in the obedience. That's your challenge. Hey, this is Pastor Daniel. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Obedient Sheep podcast. If you'd like to get more information on this ministry or even get in contact with me, please go to obedientsheep.net. There you'll be able to leave your information, drop a line, send a prayer request, or even check out the other resources that are available. Thank you again for checking out this ministry, and we hope you have a blessed day.